Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome into another edition of Falcons Brawl here on the Brawl Network. I am your host, Mark Zeno, joined as always by my co host, partner in crime, Bo Morgan, aka Squid Billy. As we are on the precipice of the news that the Falcons look like they have found the guy that they want to be their next head coach and their next GM. And so we'll spend the focus of this show on those two things. Uh, first, let's start, Bo, with uh, Terry Fontenot as the GM. Look, I like it. I don't think there's anything not to like. Most people don't really understand what scouting folks do and, and how they get to them. You go off the pedigree of the Saints, that they've been a really successful team for a fairly long time. Uh, clearly, the guy knows how to pick talent because the Saints have always had a really good roster. Salary cap issues aside, that's a different discussion. Look, he's a young, up-and-coming GM. Uh, there was a handful of them that were all across the board. Uh, the Falcons, if I'm correct, the Falcons only interviewed minority candidates for their GM job. Uh, and I knew that was, and I only bring that up because I know it's something that was very important to Arthur Blank uh, and the head shed that they they make this kind of hire and splash, contrary to what they've done before. But I'm not sure that there's much not to like about Fontenot at this point in time, but still a lot of unknowns. Yeah, they only um, interviewed minority um, candidates for the GM job, and to a matter of fact, they had narrowed it down to three: um, Rick Smith. Terry Fontenot and Brad Holmes and Brad Holmes is he actually got his job um almost I don't know if it coincided with um the news that Terry Fontenot was heading here and then he he took that or vice versa I know Brad Holmes I'd always kind of seen it as Brad Holmes and Terry Fontenot were the front runners I thought Rick Smith got interviews but I thought Rick Smith was a name that was fueled more by the media based on his relationship with Rich McKay Rich McKay and and with the fact he had been um, a um, a GM in the league, I might say uh, not quite as successful as the one that just left here Um, as far as what he got done. And Thomas Dimitrov, I will say that they were able to pick um, different positions. Now, at one point in time, the Texas had one of the best defenses uh, in the league and the best defensive player. And to that point, um, you know, Thomas had one had the best offense in the league at one point, and um, so they were a little bit different. Uh, I never thought the offensive line for the Texans was overly great, but anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent. Somebody didn't get the job. I like Terry Fontenot. The thing I will say is Terry Fontenot has been in New Orleans for a long time. He he deserves some of the credit that has happened there. Not all, and you say all, then you're just being extremely obtuse or you have a narrative that you're trying to push because Mickey Loomis has been the man Ireland came in and has helped that team has done a a great job of drafting and adding free agents um in and you know you mentioned the salary cap hell they're still in it they're they're about to be an estimated 75 million over the cap for 2021 based on a $185 million cap, um, which we think it could be more, could be less. But uh, but but Terry Fontenot is a guy who's helped. He was a pro 
personnel side of things. So he helped mix in some free agents like Malcolm Jenkins to that team. That's really, really helped them, them, uh, them strive. And, uh, you know, that's just the name of, that's just the name one guy, but I mean, the, the saints are well built. He, he knows the atmosphere that they have and the pedigree. And I don't want to exactly copy what they do, but I like the Terry Fontenot hiring. Uh, Bobby Hebert, who uh, we spoke with last night, he loved the Terry Fontenot hiring as well. Yeah, again, I, I don't know that we'll be able to judge it until he gets in here and really starts, you know, bringing in players and, and understands, you know, what uh, the, the what kind of team they want to be, you know, how they want to build themselves. And, and obviously, you know, I, I, we don't know to the level that uh, Terry Fontenot has the input on the next head coach. If there were discussions ahead of time, if, if Terry Fontenot got a chance to talk to some of the people that the Falcons interviewed or not, I'm sure that will bear itself out when the Falcons make everything official. And to everybody listening, as we sit here on Friday in the middle of the day, nothing is official yet on either the GM or the head coach hires. But it looks like all signs are pointing to, as reports are out, that the Falcons have made an offer to Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith to be the OC. Now, before we get to Arthur Smith, I am going to say I was right. I was right, I was right, I was right. And I was right about the simple fact that the Falcons would not make a transformational hire and roll the dice on a guy like Joe Brady and roll the dice on a guy like Nathaniel Hackett. They have always wanted experience. They have always wanted a track record. They have always wanted something that was more safe and less questionable and, and you know, that's one of the things that kind of bothers me about this hire. I tweeted this out that I would, would love the Fontenot-Brady pairing. To me, that felt so right. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that they were both in New Orleans. But it's got everything to do with the fact that the, the, the mindset and the culture, I think, that they would have brought really would have, uh, you know, been exactly what this team needed as far as a culture change. And you've heard me talk about on Falcons Ball the culture change that I've been asking for for a while. But yet they seem to fall back on the old habits when it comes to a guy like Arthur Smith because he's been, you know, a coach for 10 years in this league. He worked his way up, checked all the boxes. And, you know, he was on the defensive side of the ball. They went to be a, a tight ends coach, an O-line coach, went up to be a, an offensive coordinator and then gets a head coaching job. Like that to me is a little bit, I, I, it bothers me that they were so afraid to hire a guy like Joe Brady because I really think he's the kind of guy you want to be a year early on and not be left out a year late. Okay, if you're going to use Joe, – Joe Brady thing's fine. The Joe Brady thing, I, I can see. Look, I, I like – I was a big Joe Brady guy myself. We both were. Uh, but 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 look, this isn't some you, – you just – you're – you can use the Joe Brady thing. But but don't don't play the Arthur Smith as some old tooth in the no, league. No, 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 not at all. No. This is – this is a 38-year-old guy, and yes, he's bounced around on the Tennessee staff uh, for a other while. Than, yeah, other than being, um, he was in Washington for a couple of years, but since 2011, he's been uh, in Tennessee, and somehow he keeps he got you know he was a quality control guy. So if you wanna if you wanna get down to it, uh, two, three, four years in the league guy was a quality control guy and then he went from a tight ends coach and an offensive line coach to boom he's the oc and he's been an oc for only two years and so he's still a young guy the thing that i will tell you is this guy has the work ethic now a lot of you might not know and i know we've talked about this his dad is the um the big wig 
at sex. I mean, top dog. Yeah. And instead of going to work for FedEx or quite honestly, being like a lot of kids would when their dad is the head of a billionaire. I mean, like <laughs> just say a billionaire. billionaire company. <laughs> this guy, this guy did not say, ah, oh, screw it. This guy went and was a quality control coach for like four or five years. An, a defensive intern and administrative assistant at Ole Miss after being a quality control coach and or quality assistant and being out of the league. For, so this guy is one of these, the perennial first in, last out. He's a film um, just hound. I mean, he just will watch film from what I've heard. And I, 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 so I disagree a little bit. I think um, – there, I think what you're getting here is a guy who knows how to build around what he has. And apparently, I sent a tweet that I thought was just describing what he's accomplished. And apparently, it was the most controversial tweet in the history of Twitter. Or Falcons Twitter, anyways. Um, yeah, there's a lot of controversial tweets in Falcons Twitter, by the way. Most of them by me. Well, right now, Falcons <laughs> Twitter... Right now, Falcons Twitter is embarrassing itself. Of course so if you're listening, you, you, you should be embarrassed, of course ashamed of the garbage you're putting out. I tweeted this, Mark. Derrick Henry's first three years in the league, a lot of people questioned if he was another Alabama running back that couldn't do it in the league. You know, Mark Ingram has we, – we look back now on Mark Ingram's career and be like, oh, he's had a good career. Really, he hasn't been uh, this – this running back that we thought he was going to be after winning a Heisman Trophy in Alabama. Um, there's been a, there's been a, who was the other guy? Oh, got in the league. Trent Richardson, mm-hmm. Alabama running back, looked just transform, transformative, was a bust in the league. And Derrick Henry gets in the league, and after three years, he's only got 2,200 yards, right? At 20, we'll say 23, because it's like seven yards within 23. 22 touchdowns. He's caught about 40 passes with one under and one touchdown. Arthur Smith becomes the OC. In two years, Derrick Henry has 3,500 yards, 33 touchdowns, 37 catches, and two touchdowns. And I, I, I say all that to say, yeah, yeah, we get it. He was sharing carries with DeMarco Murray. Why the hell was he sharing carries with DeMarco Murray? Yeah, well. Why? <laughs> who? who? But Michael, uh, uh, Matt, excuse me, Matt Lafleur was the OC and letting him share carries as well. Okay, well, so they share carries because they paid him a ton of money says, coming out of Dallas. I mean, that, that was part of it. They paid Demarco Murray a ton of money after he left Dallas, and he was supposed to be the lead back. I mean, you know, that's why he was splitting yeah, but you carries. Yeah, had Derrick Henry. Well, they drafted Derrick Henry after they they signed Demarco Murray. So why'd you draft Derrick Henry? Well, you know, listen, you got to ask the front office dudes that. I mean, you, you well, can... here's my point. Here's my point. I don't care what you're paying a guy. As a coach, your job is to build your team and your your schemes around the best player on your team, and that's what Arthur Smith did. And I don't know, you know, if we've done that, or at least let me rephrase it. I don't know if the Atlanta Falcons have built their schemes based on their personnel. Not in the Dan Quinn era. No, you're 100% correct. Not in the Dan Quinn era. They have never done it in the Dan Quinn era. They've put a square peg in a round hole every single time. I don't believe so with Kyle was here, but he was only here two years. But he was. I mean, it was. That's why the first year they were not impressive offensively. It took a while. It took a year for them to figure it out. 
I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's pretty obvious. They well, were struggling far- the first year with that new new outside zone scheme that they were running. It was also and, – and, and you gotta you got to remember, too, that they were also rebuilding an offensive line. Yeah. To fit. For many right. reasons, for one, it was bad, and two, they were they brought in two two new guards. Then the whole entire interior of the line was new in well, um in that year. Let me. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me add this, okay? Because this is, again, uh, you know, full disclosure. Before we started recording, Bo asked me if I was going to kill the hire. And I'm not going to kill the hire. Like, I, 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 and again, it's not official yet. Does it bother the hell out of me that he did not run the ball on third and two and give it to Derrick Henry? Yes, it absolutely freaking drives me insane. I'm not going to judge the entire guy's coaching career, let alone his head coaching career, based off of that. But it's, I'm never going to forget it because it, it, it was a critical point in the game and you did not give the ball to your best player. That's bothersome to me. But aside from that, the other thing that I will say, and Bo, this kind of, you're going to jump on me for this, rightfully so. But I am somebody who's lusted for a running game nonstop. How many times have you and I argued? Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And you're like, you can't do it. Can't. And I'm like, just run the damn ball, right? Because that's, that's I believe Arthur Smith will bring that. He will put a running philosophy in place. And what have I always said? Running the ball isn't, you know, execution per se. It's philosophical. You have to have a philosophical mindset to want to run the ball. However, comma, there is free, there is an argument to the idea that 80% of the league isn't run first. You're kind of being the outlier. But to Smith's credit, in the outlier, he's had a ton of success with it. So I can't get mad at it. That You know, when we talk about Brady, Joe Brady, as far as comparing him to Arthur, Arthur Smith, I think Joe Brady's a lot more in line with the way the most successful teams in the league now have their offensive philosophy. Arthur Smith goes against that with the run game. I don't hate it. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to have the same success with the talent that he has here. I think it might take a year for them to get the talent level where they needed for him to be that successful running the football. But I don't hate that he loves to run the football. I just, you know, I, I think it's but, easier but, at this point in time to lean on what the rest of the NFL is doing to be successful. Well, that's great. But um, d- do we know that he's a run-first guy, or do we say that as the two years that he's been in OC, he's had Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. He said, you know, you made fun. You made fun of me. Because you're like, oh, and here, let me, let me, let me sting a step back real quick. The third and two thing, I don't know if it's hard for me to blame all of that on Arthur Smith because he might have been told, uh, don't, you know, we, you, this is two down territory. He might have said, is this two down territory? And Braywell might have said, yes. And then he, he played, he called a play call knowing that he had another down to get it. And lo and behold. So, or, 
or he might have, or the fact that they weren't running the ball overly well. Eighteen carries for forty yards with Derrick Henry, I think was the was the final total. Mm-hmm. And he and Vrabel was like, "We're this ain't three down, this ain't four down territory." So he was more apt to throw it because that had actually been more successful for them than running the football. So it's hard for me to overly get in, get after him. But I I I, I agree that that his entire career should be coached on that. Okay, now my point is how do we know that they're going to be run first when he comes here? Because if you go look at the numbers, last year they were absolutely a run first team. Tannehill, uh, now Tannehill only started 10, uh, he played in 12 games and only started 10, but he, he still only threw the ball 286 times. Okay. Um, this year he threw the ball close to 500 times. Um, he, you know, I, I don't know if we know that Arthur Smith just wants to run the ball or Arthur Smith. And this is what I am going to lean to because I'm an optimist. He said, Derrick Henry is El Cal. Everything is on this offense is, is based around Derrick Henry. Now, if they go get a Najee Harris, he might become the bell cow. But there's no doubt that if you're going to have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones on this team in the next two years, or at least next year, your, your most successful um, way to win is by being closer to balance. I mean, it's going to – having a play-action game is going to be great. Or maybe even just running the ball out of sets and looks that is built you know, or would help this team the way it's built. I mean, we, I watched this team all year, and you could watch, you could watch them run the ball, and we were hell, Mark. We were running it out of, uh, I think, this, what is it, uh, like twelve personnel, uh, and th- you know, and, and you got three tight ends at times on the field. It just doesn't, it doesn't you know, t- you got fullbacks in there, and then when we would spread the, spread it out, boom, it would, it would just. We would we would we would gap them, and so I would like to think this guy his philosophy is more about what works, what is my talent, and that's what we're going to do, and we're going to build we're going to build our game plans based off of our talent and what uh, I like them the most. Before we continue the discussion, Bo, let's take a quick second to talk about our good friends at Manscaped. Yep, the Lawnmower 3.0 is simply the best hygiene tool out there for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology, your snags will be reduced. And their Perfect Package 3.0 comes with that new improved lawnmower, a waterproof cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when we're all done quarantining. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BRAWL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the word BRAWL. Let me ask you a question. And again, nothing's been made official yet. Am I overthinking this? It's not often, and you and I have been around NFL teams for a long time. It's not often you hear the reports come out that they've made an offer to. It's usually they've agreed to terms with. He's accepted the offer, right? Like, that's the the leak that, that comes out. Is it possible you think that Arthur Smith is mulling over op- other opportunities at this point in time as the reason why, for a guy who's not in the playoffs anymore and could sign today by NFL rules, that we haven't had the announcement already that he's agreed to the deal? 
I mean, look, Arthur Smith has been interviewed by every vacancy out there, and there are still five of them left. The only ones that have been official are the Jets and the Jaguars. The other five head coaching openings are still available. Do you think it's possible that Arthur Smith is mulling over other opportunities at this point in time, and he may not have the Falcons as his first choice? Um, well, sure, yeah. I don't. I don't think I would be. Uh, I mean, that's. Uh, I'm like. That's like not a crazy thought, right? That he would be looking at other offers. Maybe the Chargers. Maybe somebody else out there. Uh, that that may he may find more appealing. And I'm. I'm not saying that as a knock to the Falcons. It's just weird that the the report is that well the Falcons made him an offer and he hasn't accepted yet. Usually the report is they've agreed to terms for him to become the next head coach. Well, look, sure, it's not. It's not crazy, uh, Mark. I mean that that. You know, that's it's absolutely not crazy. Um, but what I would tell you is that, you know, one, he canceled his trip to Detroit. The, the, he was supposed to go to Detroit, I think, today. And he canceled his trip. Um, so I mean, that's a good know, sign, Detroit, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It, well, and, and but... Either that or he's got it down to two choices, the Falcons and somebody else, and he's just mulling over those two. He knows he doesn't need to go to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it you know there they has been made an offer, his agent made a counter offer, and now maybe they're going back and forth. Well, maybe on a buyout, most likely it would be a buyout, or 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 maybe some kind of control aspect of the team that he wants, and he he he's he think you know maybe he wants um fifty control you know or, or final say over the fifty three, um something like that. And it's just good. And he's, you know, you, you, you put that out there because you kind of put the Falcons in a corner now. Oh, well, uh, Arthur Smith turned it down. Now, you know, now it just kind of, it, it, it makes you look bad. You didn't get your guy. Um, you might lose a guy now because here's, you know, his agent, here's that. So there's lots of reasons why teams don't like these reports coming out. And there's lots of reasons why it gives the guy that it comes out on a little bit of negotiating power. So, um, you you could be right, but I also think that it could be that as well, or sure. it could just be that they're waiting. Um, you know, maybe he's accepted it, and he's waiting. They're waiting to see kind of what happens this weekend with the Saints with Terry Fontenot, and they can announce them both at the same time. Yeah, I, I and I think know. that that may be the most likely thing. Maybe they want to announce them both together and have one press conference. To do. I mean, you know. I, a, a lot of stuff that, that could be at play. Again, I just did, I didn't know if my thought process, you, you know me. I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but uh, sometimes you, you, you take the normal course of business, and when it doesn't go that way, you, you can pause and think, you know, that something is amiss, but it, it's probably not. I'll ask you one more thought here uh, in reference to the Arthur Smith hire. And I, I stress that that context is so important when we do this because, you know, there were reports surfacing today that, Eric Bieniemy might not get a job, uh, and I'm not even going to get into the reasons why. But with so many openings and so many candidates out there, it'll be easy to second guess this thing five weeks into the season, right? Because that's what fans do—they overreact. But let's just look at this thing contextually about what was out there and what's not, uh, and, and what really may be a viable option. Like I said all along, I don't think it's fair. Um, to even consider Eric Bieniemy for this job, sure he got the interview, but he—I just—I never felt like Bieniemy wanted this job. I never felt like he was a real candidate. Of course, you take the interview if you're him because you you interview with everybody. But that said, um, still, I think that that overall, uh, 
it, it, it'll be easy to second guess this if it goes wrong because that's what you'll always do. But contextually, you know, I think they were really down to just two real candidates that they really felt that w- were the best fits for them, obviously in Smith and Brady, right? Well, I don't know what's going on, and I'm not going to speculate about Eric Bieniemy either. I would say if he didn't want this job, then then he we might know why he's not getting jobs is that he's only going in there with he wants a couple. I think Eric Bieniemy personally wants a job. I think he wants to prove it. And I'm starting to think that if he gets passed over this time, uh, the the team that does finally get him might get the most motivated head coach. Uh, new head coach in the history of head coaching because he's going to have the proverbial chip like no one else. Um, but I, I don't, I, you know, there are a lot of jobs, and now it looks like Detroit's about to hire this uh, Dan Campbell, who's a Saints assistant head coach. Um, I, I'm not, I think teams go places where where we can't fathom because we don't understand who does what on the teams. And it's because we're not in that circle. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we overlook sometimes, oh, that's a stupid hire. And sometimes, you know, it's, it it, it turns out to be right. And then other times there's, there's reasoning. Maybe Eric B really is a candidate in Houston. Um, you know, maybe he wants the Chargers job, and maybe the Chargers already have that, and maybe his agent's like, look, because we haven't heard anything about the Chargers job lately, have we? No. I mean, they haven't really seen anybody tied to them at this point, which is crazy because yeah. I think they have the most talented roster, most playoff-ready roster of any of the teams that fired their head coach. But is it crazy if they've already got their guy? I mean, they might have they might have interviewed Eric Bieniemy, and it might have been done after the first one because I think they interviewed him. I think he had an interview with them. Um so, you know, I honestly have been really just keeping up with the Falcons more than anything. Um, but, and just kind of looking back, maybe Philadelphia is a spot. I, mean, I don't know. Would Philly make the same decision twice? Would they go, would they go to a, an Andy Reid uh, prodigy two years in a row? Or two, two times in a row? I mean, I, I don't know. So it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, again, and and nothing being official as as the recording of this on Friday in the middle of the day. Uh, again, I, I don't, by no means do I hate the hire. I won't forget him not running the ball in third and two. I can promise you that, and I will be annoying on Twitter about it. So um, giving you full forewarning that you can, uh, you, you'll be screaming at me uh, for doing so. But that said, I, I think it's just too early to judge. I mean, I, I think the pedigree is good. I think Arthur Smith brings a, a very sound philosophy, offensive uh, for this whole thing. I mean, you, you talked about he was a defensive quality control coach, so he has experience on both sides of the ball. That's always important because, as we've seen, the latter part of the Dan Quinn era, the dude was just not in any offensive meetings whatsoever. He had no no input on the offense, and you can't do that. So I think that is good. Um, but honestly, as much as he's here, when you talk about him scheming to the personnel that he has, they're still going to need more personnel to do what he likes to do, generally speaking, Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but 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 remember, remember this: they they, they have holes in in their personnel, anyways. Um, they need another another left guard, or let me say another. They need another offensive lineman. They need a left guard. So it's like uh, the center. You know, Matt Hennessy's going to have a 
inside track to winning the center job based off some, you know, not, not bad performances that he had, um, that he had against Tampa Bay. Um, so, and, and Kansas city, but yeah, they, they need, they need to shore up the running back spot. They need to shore up the defensive line. Um, they could add an offensive lineman, uh, other, another, um, uh, uh, cornerback, you know, because I think that AJ Terrell is a guy, but if you could, imagine if you could imagine, and, and uh, I, I'm still in this for my boy Dave Archer a little bit. But he's talked about imagine if you could trade back and get another, get another corner, you know, maybe even a guy at Alabama. And, uh, you know, I think everyone knows who I'm talking about, Sertain, or, or, and then you, you add picks and maybe you get another, you know, get your running back now like there's so many ways you could go in the draft to 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 fix things and i mean everybody's worried about the 24 million you're over the salary i'm not not at all because you're you look at where new orleans is next year i mean if tom brady might win the super bowl and retire i'm throwing that out there that'd be great um and imagine if tom brady retired drew Brees looks like he's gone not to mention the saints are 75 million over. By the way, um, they would be sixty-five million over this year's cap, or sixty-three million. So that's a lot of money. Uh, that's a lot of money. That's, a, that's that's like thirty, forty million more than the Falcons are projected to be over. Um, so I, my point is, is I think this team could win next year when the division have a, a home playoff game, and 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 who knows? So you just got to add some right, some right, uh, some right fits. You do have holes on this team. Fix them. But yeah, I think. But to your point, to the to to long answer short or short answer long, that's right. Um, <laughs> we'll say this. Pretty much anybody you brought in, you were going to, have to add something to to do what they want. If you if you if you brought in Robert Sala, you had to add plus pass rushers. You, you brought in Eric Bieniemy, you still had to add a running back and mm-hmm. still had to run the ball because Andy Reid's system they like to run the ball. I mean, look at why. Do you, just have Mahomes, they still throw it 30 times. So, so yes, you're right. Um, but also, anybody coming here, Joe Brady, you got to ask. Um, so, I think it would have been that way regardless of who you brought in here. Well, we'll see. Again, uh, nothing official yet from the Falcons, nothing official yet from anybody at this point in time other than the Jets and the Jaguars. And, uh, uh, you know, if the Falcons go with the Fontenot-Smith combination, uh, all, all you can do is wait and see, right? All you can do is wait and see how it all plays out. But, uh, again, I would tell you, uh, my my heart was still set on Joe Brady. I, I made no bones about that. I thought that was really the hire that you wanted to get. And I, I would have rather you been in a year early on him than miss out altogether. Um, but, you know, if they agree to the deal with uh, with Arthur Smith and the Joe Brady ship has sailed and there's nothing you can do about it. He'll end up where well, he ends up and that's it. Two things, real quick. I wanted Joe Brady too. It's like the one of the few things you and I have ever ever agreed, agreed on. on. <laughs> uh, but, but can we say this? I I think personally, Arthur Smith was my number two, and I think it was might have been your number two. Um, I don't know until he didn't run I the was, ball on third and two. They then he, then he dropped. <laughs> all right, get get over it. Just get over it. Get no, I'm system. not. Get over I'm it. not going to. But, and yes, it's tied back say, to a bet I made, but that goes neither here nor there. I still think it was bad coaching exactly on its own. what it's tied to. But it's still Just bad like coaching. It's still bad coaching no matter what. Well, 
You, you weren't on the headset, so you don't know what he was told. And they weren't running the ball well. 18 carries, 40 yards. He was either told one or – tell you what. I, I, still, I still think he was told something. And, and hey, this is or this isn't. And I would I – would, I would, I would, I would, uh, now I think about it more and more, I would go with the thing that he was probably told, this isn't four-down territory, get the first down. And I think Vrabel lost in that game because I think you go for it on four. I think you. I think it was four down territory with time and uh, the game had played out. It was four down territory. So I don't like the fact that I think Vrabel it would be the blame. I think uh, we're, we're giving a little too much blame to the offensive coordinator. Now, I will say this, though. You should be jumping for joy that it appears there's a run-first coach for to see on the yeah, team for no, once. I, I am. I agree. I, I, I have no complaints about it. I, I am ecstatic that that Arthur Smith is a run-first coach. I mean, that that is what this organization has been missing for the last... Well, I don't know that. I think the inability to run the ball has been what they've been missing. I think Kyle Shanahan ran the ball more than people realize. When we had no, two guys close. I mean, I have to go back and look at it, but I'm pretty positive. Devonte, uh, Dev- I know Devontae had a thousand, and I think Tevin Coleman might have had like six or eight hundred yards that year. I mean, so, uh, so you know, uh, you go back and look. I mean, it, that was pretty close to as balanced as this team's been in the last since Matt Ryan's been. Well, since Michael Turner was in his heyday, and even then, it was balanced um, to uh. uh a different level, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, again, we'll wait and see. Um, I, 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 it's just too early to judge this stuff. Let's see how it all shakes out. Step one is the NFL offseason and the draft. Let's see what the Falcons do there. And that's really going to be the first chance you get a, ju- a chance to judge both Fontenot and Arthur Smith's, uh, you know, sort of uh, talent and, and player development sort of capabilities, you know, and, and uh, player evaluations. I, I think that's really what – We'll have to wait and see how it shakes out. Again, nothing official. As soon as it is official, obviously you and I will hop back on Falcons Brawl and continue to dice it up a little bit more. But, you know, as we sit here again on Friday, uh, in the middle of the day, seconds have got both the guys that they've been looking for this offseason. So uh, now we wait. All right, well, that does it for this episode of Falcons Brawl. Bo, as always, thank you for entertaining my hilarity and, and crazy ideas as you, you are wont to do on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's it, it's it kind of makes you take a deep breath, doesn't it? We'll be back next week. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Mark Zitto, at Squidbilly929. Follow the Brawl Network. Follow at Falcons Brawl. And we will talk to you guys next time. Before you guys get out of here, I want to help you get a shot at millions. That's it. Millions of dollars thanks to our partnership with DraftKings. All new players can play for free for millions with your first deposit. Here's how it works. Create your DraftKings DFS account and make a deposit. DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to those contests, draft your lineup, and go for the millions in top prizes. Just go to dkng.co slash brawlpod to play. That's dkng.co slash brawlpod. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.